Assalamu alaikum. Good morning. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Okay. Well, happy holy, holy days. Blessed, a blessed time now. Holy days just coming in at us. <laughs> Wonderful. So. Okay. Uh, if Aisha, if you could begin us with the uh, Fatiha, please. Rahim, <laughs> Thank you. Well, we'll be looking at Surah 38 today. <clears throat> so this is the chapter where Ibn Arabi takes us to the source where Surah 38 is revealed. And it is Sad, which is the letter Sad. So this is one of those golden letters of Quran, the Sad. And uh, Ibn Arabi had a very special relationship with the Sad. He talks about it first in uh, volume one and about how it's, this, it's the circle. And so it's the perfect letter because it's the perfect circle. And today uh, we have, the, these are some of the verses that are, key markers for us in this chapter. And uh, our brother Omar is uh, driving, I think, right now. So our brother, our dervish brother Salah from Yemen, uh, I think he'll be able to recite for us now. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Do you hear me? Yep, this is good. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Saad. والقرآن الذكر صاد بايدر الناود قرآن وعجبوا أن جاءهم منذر منهم فقال وقال الكافرون هذا ساحر كذاب and they marvel that a warner from among themselves had come unto them and the disbelievers say this is a wizard a charlatan يا داود إن جعلناك خليفة في الأرض فحكم بين الناس بالحق ولا تتبع الهوى فيضلك عن سبيل الله إن الذين يضلون عن سبيل الله لهم عذاب شديد بما نسوا يوم الحساب. And it was said unto him, O David, Lo, we have set thee, we have set thee as a vicery in the in the air. Therefore, judge a right between mankind and follow not desire that it beguile thee from the way of Allah. Lo, those who wander from those who wander from the way of Allah have an awful doom, for as much as they forgot the day of reckoning. And it was said unto him, strike the ground with thy foot. This spring is a cold bath 
and a refreshing drink. إذ قال ربك للملائكة إني خالق بشرا من طين. When thy Lord said to the angels, see, I'm creating a mortal of a clay. إن هو إلا ذكر للعالمين. This is no less than a message to all the worlds. And you shall surely know it's tiding after a while. Okay, thank you. So these are the signposts that we'll see along the way here. And this is a, a, a look at, the, at this manuscript page. This is from a manuscript from Aceh. I think it's in British Museum. And if you'll see, well, those Aya markers with those beautiful suns, but the first one here is the sud, and you can see how they've drawn that, and the line on top of it, meaning that it's a long sad, and so it's uh, it's one of these golden letters. And just above, you'll see the Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. When you see that long B, the long line for the ba, Bismillah, that's because the, the calligraphers are reminding us that inside every letter is the Aleph. And so the Aleph is actually inside this Ba. So it has to be a very long Ba, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And so the Aleph is in every letter and it's shaped differently. So you have an Aleph and then it shapes and, and takes on circular forms, uh, angular forms and so on. But each letter has the Aleph in it. Just the way each number has the one in it. So Aleph and one, each number has the one in it and each letter has the Aleph in it. And so we have the, the poem that begins the, the chapter. If, if Klaus can read that for us, please. I was amazed at the one protected from error, said to him was follow and not initiate or rule with what God sent down. How would you see the one protected from error ruling with his lower self, Havam, when there's revelation and verification? There's after all only who? Each downdraft, Havan, in the world of the creation sinks. When his two eyes observe with someone who recognizes the moment. The one of bloodshot eyes training does not perceive the splendor. And the witness of the state of the moment has been made blind from the sea. He does not understand the meaning I've sought out and which I've clarified. Only someone of forbearing will, and he gives one refuge. Isn't it so? Every existing being is a letter phrased, verified. And your correlation to this letter is its meaning. So in this chapter, Ibn Arabi will be telling us about the earth of this letter sad, and it's breathed in vocalization, it's breath, 
and its meaning, what its meaning is. So you'll be looking for three things. The earth of it, that is the skeleton or the way it's shaped. It's vocalization, it's breath, which makes it alive. And third, the meaning, what it means. And so follow, be looking at this all the way through. Um, Ibn Arabi, when you, when you get the verification of it and you go back, you realize that Ibn Arabi has told us very explicitly, but I'll leave this pretty much implicitly for now. But every letter phrased and verified has a meaning and it's what our correlation is. So we'll be following this throughout. So here's the sad again in a different shape. <clears throat> So, and we've seen some of this uh, in December, so it, it should be a, uh, something, a, a memory as well. And learn that the world today, with the loss of the gathered together Muhammad وسلم, concerning his visible manifestation of spirit and body. So the body is the form of the letter and the spirit is the breath which enlivens it. And image and meaning is asleep, not dead. And learn that his spirit which is Muhammad, so the world spirit, which is Muhammad, is now an image of the site in which the spirit of the human being resides during the dream until the day of resurrection. So the meaning and the dream reside in the Barzakh, in this place, in this vast earth, and it is there waiting for us, and that day will be like the dreamer waking up here. So we will wake up the way the dreamer wakes up and says, oh, I've just been in a new, another world. The same way the person who dies wakes up and said, I've just been in, in another world. And they will wake up into this place where Muhammad Sallallahu is. Now, in fact, we spoke of Muhammad with two specifications. So one, that he is the spirit, which is the articulate soul in the world. And this is what Ibn Arabi says, Kashf gives us. And he also has the statement, the, he is the master of the people on the day of judgment. So all humanity, he is the master of all humanity on the day of judgment. And then two, the world is part of the people. So he is the great human being in mass and the president for the evening, evening and balancing of the clay between the two hands. So the clay is balanced just the way the letters are formed and shaped to make a body or a skeleton and then breathed into and then making meaning. This in order to emerge visibly from who? An image of the configuration of Muhammad وسلم, just as God even the body of the human being and balanced it before the becoming of its spirit. Then he blew into it some of his spirit, a spirit by which in blowing he would become a fully whole human being. With this, he provided him his characteristic creation. So that's this perfect, his design perfectly for what needs to be done and it is his articulate soul. So the articulate soul is, is designed perfectly. So before the visible emergence of his configuration, the world was in a state of being evened and balanced. So the world is like the letter being formed and, and slowly drawn and, and, and moved and shaped, just like the fetus in the belly of its mother. Its movement is by the animal-based spirit by which one's life is made so. So the animal life is the life when we're drawing this letter and then before it's being breathed into by the articulate soul. Revolve your thinking around what I have cited for you. So this is, he's 
Ibn Arabi here is taking us from the Sud and how letters are formed to how we are formed, to how humanity is formed, to how the light of Muhammad is formed. And now we'll be looking at this idea of the projection. So where all of these things are taking place, what is the projection of the, of the who? And learn that you, the human being, are a mithal, which is a projection, like a projection screen of the divine image. Like the shadow the individual has, which does not separate from one in any state. So you have a, a, we have a shadow that comes from us. Whether there's sun or not, there is this shadow. And if the sun comes, it's visible to all. If the sun doesn't come, there's still a shadow, but it's a hidden shadow. So when the shadow is hidden, you know that it's there as soon as the light will project it. And when it is visible, it's witnessed by the sight of anyone looking. So when the sun shines, the shadow is there, anyone can see it. Thus the complete human being in regard to the true is intelligible in him like the shadow which is concealed in the individual. So when you see a complete human being, you know that there's a shadow and that the, that human being is the shadow of the true. Whether there's a sun projecting that shadow or not, you know it's there. It never ceases from being belonging to the human being. This is why it is something witnessed by the true. So the true sees the shadow of the true self in the complete human being. Even if the other people, other people around can't see it, the true sees it. So if the true eye sees it, then that's what the true eye is seeing. The true eye is seeing itself, its divine self. Thus, when the shadow lengthens, it appears in his image. Do you not see your cherisher, how he stretches and lengthens the shadow? And if he wished, he could make it still. That is fixed in one whose shadow it is. Then the shadow would not stretch out. So it would not appear to the eye and the senses. It would be seen only to God, the one alone. Therefore, it never ceased to be with God and it will never cease to be with God. It is ever continuing, made to continue ever by God. And when you see this projection screen on this slide, these ripples are all ripples that we'll be looking at. They all create a shadow. They create a shadow because there's a bump and then the, then the light hits it and the shadow is made. If, this, if these bumps, these ridges that we see here were flattened out. So imagine a, a cotton sheet that you rumple up and has all these ridges and, and, and bumps and mountains. And then you take that cotton sheet and flatten it out, pull it out. Then the light will be dispersed equally and evenly over the entire surface. So that's the imagery that we'll be looking at. Now, before we get completely to that image, we'll be looking more at this dream. So learn that this alighting place, that is the place where Surat 38 Sud was revealed, this alighting place is one of oneness and lights. And God had me enter it twice. In this alighting place, I became light. Just as he وسلم, said in his prayer, make me light. From this alighting place, I learned the criterion separating organic bodies from virtual bodies. So organic bodies are the ones that we see here. Virtual bodies are the ones that we see in dreams. So if I see you in a dream, I see you as a physical being, but that's for me a virtual 
body. The organ organic bodies are these commonly understood terms among the common people. So what we see here, we think we see effects, we see health, we see um, uh, illness, we see delicate effects, small things that are happening to our body, and we see big effects that are happening to our body. The virtual bodies, on the other hand, are that by which the spirits become manifest in projected images. So in the Annunciation, um, so I guess that's especially appropriate now, the Annunciation, Gabriel becomes and appears before Mary. And he appears as this beautiful, handsome man with beautiful proportions. And so Mary sees Gabriel as a image. So Gabriel has taken on an image as if in a dream, taken on an image. So there's no, you can't poke and feel anything physical, but there is a dream image that appears to her. And this dream Im image is of such beauty that the fluid drops into her womb, and that is the conception of her son. And so this taking on of image, uh, Ibn Arabi, I'll just repeat this, we've looked at that before. Ibn Arabi says that that's why the followers of Mary's son, of Jesus, of Isa, they put in their places of worship images which make them feel worshipful inside. So they see the image and inside they have a feeling of worship. And so they worship through this feeling of seeing these images. And then Ibn Arabi says, when Gabriel comes down the second time, so that was the Annunciation time, when he comes down the second time, he tells the community to put your image inside yourself as if you see who. So this is how Ibn Arabi explains how the image has shifted from an external image to an internal image in the second community. So we looked at those ridges there and the, how the light works. We'll now look at this, the imagery of the, of the river, the water, the cup, the vessel. And the question then, when you have a vessel in the water, uh, to in what extent is the water in the vessel individual and separate from the rest of the water? It's the same water, but it has been individuated. So that's what we want to look at here. And so when I was given this alighting place in the year 591, I stood inside. There seemed to be something like water in a river. No image was differentiated. So just the undifferentiated water. No, it was water itself, nothing else, just the water. So then when there came to pass what came to pass in the nows, water in a vessel became individuated from water in a jar, from water in a cup. So we have different vessels, different containers of this undifferentiated water. Inside the shape of the cup appeared and its color. So there was a color and a shape of this undifferentiated water. Flush against it, the nows gave descriptive property to the differentiated parts and the shapes with your, and this is so interesting, he's taking his vision and telling you that it's your vision, with your knowledge that it was the ein exactly in which no ein appears. So it was the entity exactly in which no individuated ein or entity appears when it is in the river. However, the criterion for distinguishing the two image 
was in making a projected semblance that the water of the Nals and the river of the lighting places, when they were missing, they returned to the original light and the original river. And this is the way it is, as the matter truly is, if the vessel does not remain and if the lighting place does not remain. So if there is an individuation which disappears, is, goes missing, then the river becomes its original undifferentiated self. And so people are these entities, these individuated selves, but they are shaping and coloring the water, which is itself undifferentiated. And so they make these differentiations of what is undifferentiated. And when these figures, you and me, when we go missing uh, in our organic bodies, then everything returns back to the river. Now, this is the, where the projection screen takes us. So the Wayan Kulit of Indonesia and Malaysia and other places is this teaching of how the shadow play works and where, our, where we are in our dream worlds. So when God desires to preserve these rivers flush against the differentiation they receive, so when he wants these individual cups and people and vessels to be there, he creates membrane-based bodies. So he takes the entity of the person that we saw on the other slide and puts that entity into a membrane-based barzak place, a shadow play place. In these, spirits are differentiated upon their fluctuation from these world-based bodies. So we're here and then we fluctuate and flux into this other world. And he creates for them in the hereafter world, nature-based organic bodies. So in the next configuration we have, we will have physical organic bodies. They will not be the same as they are now, but they will be physical organic bodies. He fluctuates these spirits from the virtual membrane world to the organic bodies of the hereafter world configuration. So what is being built and designed and created in the other world, for in this in this Barzak world, is the bridge of life, which then will take on organic form in the next world. Thereafter, they never cease being so forever and ever. They never return to the first state, which was based on the single entity basis ever. Ibn Arabiya says that what is created in the Barzak never disappears. It always has life. It can be modified, it can be changed, but it can never disappear. So now consider what is most wondrous in this design of God, the one who made everything strong and perfect. The world today, all of him is asleep from the hour messenger of God, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, died. The world seeing himself in the place where he is an image of Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This until the world is resurrected from the graves. The world today is we have died and we are seeing ourselves as an image of Muhammad And so we see him as an, we see ourselves as the image of Muhammad. And then when everything is resurrected, the image of Muhammad that we see will become a physical organic body in the hereafter. So just as the body of Adam is not the body of every individual, even though he's the basis from whom we all come, 
In the same way, the spirit overseeing the body of the universe is, this is the way the spirit overseeing the body in the universe is in entirety. So there is a spirit, which is the spirit of the universe, just the way there's the body, which is Adam's body, even though it's all our body. So Adam Eve body, this lump of clay, Adam Eve body is all of our bodies. It is just as you, if you were able to even out the earth, you would not see in her any crookedness or distortion and the sun would disperse his light over her. She would be flooded in his light. So back to the ripples or the sheep that's, that's rippled and rumpled. When it's flattened, there's no crookedness or distortion. The light will shine on all of it and you'll see that there's one surface. There's one body. When it's crumpled up and, and, and has ripples, then we think each of these ones are individuals. So we are just the way the three-dimensional ball has a two-dimensional surface. So when you're on a ball in this two-dimensional surface, you can go north, south, east, and west as far as you want. You never leave the surface. To bump up to the next dimension, we are then on a four-dimensional sphere and we have a three-dimensional surface. So a three-dimensional surface means I'm in the surface. So that's why the Quran always speaks of in the earth, fi alard. And so in this three-dimensional earth surface, I can move north, south, east, west, and never leave the surface. I can move up and down and never leave the surface. So I'm always in this surface. And so in this surface means that I am always in a fabric and there's one fabric and I am in that one fabric. And if I come up as a ripple, then you see me. If you come up as a ripple, I see you. But when the earth is flattened, we will then realize that we are all the same surface, the same earth. So when region and the lands appear and the shadows of these standing individuals, you and me, first becomes apparent, the solar light becomes divided. So now you have some of the light and I have some of the light because we're individuated. When you cross the sun over as a lesson, from whom emerges visibly this light or the light is the sun herself in the place the light spread far and wide is herself, you say the spirits are a single spirit. And in fact, they differ according to the sight, just as the lights are a single light. The property of difference is simply in the receptivity the shites have. So how big is the ripple? How, uh, what's the color? What's the, uh, the vessel shape? Those are the things that are different, but it's all come in the same one surface. So this is all about, of course, the light of Muhammad. So if Hamid Anwar could sing this verse and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be looking at this Allahi throughout, but we'll start with this verse. Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, illallah, Nurun Allah Nur, Nurun Allah Nur, Allah Ali Muhammad. The angel split my breast, removed my heart, cleansing one last drop of human dark making me a vessel of revelation. 
filled with radiance for all the worlds. Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, illallah. Nurun Allah Nur, Nurun Allah Nur, Allah Ali Muhammad. Wonderful. <laughs> And so, of course, the, this is the fabric now. The slide is trying to show you the fabrics and the ripples of the fabric and how the light reflects onto these fabrics, makes shadows. This fabric is flattened and we'll see one light dispersed in one surface. And so the first flatness, the first one light in one surface is the primordial, the first time, and that is the light of Muhammad, who was a prophet before Adam, Eve, were clay, between clay and water. And so the first uh, statement, the first utterance of this light was, there is no God but you. And then the response is, and you are my messenger. So now as everything other than God is a body of the universe, so we have God and everything else is the body of the universe. And it is an all body based on image in the gem core of the intelligible particulate matter. It accepts and is always receptive to the divine spirit providing abundant benefit because all of this is earth and it is receptive. And because all of this is the all body, which is the body of the light of Muhammad it is all receptive. The abundance never ceases being continually unfolding and expanding never specifically individuated. So the river is, is unfolding and expanding. The river is expanding and expanding, never being, no one can stop the river and say, here it is. This is the only thing there is. The, there is after all, none to an individuated. The body of the universe is enlivened by this abundant unfolding. So as these ripples are unfolded and the rivers and the waters are unfolded and expanding, there is abundance and abundance and abundance. Now, just as the body of the universe embraces and enfolds all the ripples, you and me in him, in the same way, his spirit, see, and he doesn't make this explicit because he's trying to help us understand these things. His spirit embraces and enfolds all the individual spirits in him. So his spirit embraces all of us inside of him. So he, he is perfect humanity holding and embracing all of us inside of him, just the way all of the ripples of, and all of the vessels in the, in the river are embraced by the river. So who is the one who created all of you from a single soul? And now we know who that soul is. From here, the one who says so says, indeed, the spirit is one entity in the individual kinds of human beings. And indeed, the spirit of Zayed is the spirit of Amr and the rest of the individuals of this kind. So that's something that people can say and will understand and Sufis will know this, that your spirit and my spirit are the same. While this is true, the one of this argument has not verified for himself the actual image of this matter and who he وسلم, is. So it's one thing to understand that all of our souls come from one single soul. And it's another to understand who that soul is. That's how Ibn Arabi is 
easing us into understanding these things. And this one you'll remember from December, we're in the third part of the night. So we're in the third part of the night and we are getting goodness and knowings and complete recognitions in the most perfect of facets. And so he is radiating brilliantly in the sky of this world. So in the third part of the night, Rab comes down to the sky of this world. So knowledge of the last ones of the mother community, that's us, is more complete than the knowledge of her middle and her first ones after the death of Muhammad Wasallam. Now something of this wondrous body glimmered to the special ones of the first generation. So this first generation did see some of what we are seeing now. Well, this was to some of his special ones. So there are some of the special ones in the first generation. They could see what so many of us can now see. But despite this, the special ones did not reach to the full maturity of these mysteries with the same maturity of the last ones, us in this mother community. You see, they were taking these mysteries from the solidity of letters of the Quran and prophetic reports. So they looked at the sud and they saw the shape and they saw the earth of it and they even saw the breathing in spirit of it. But the meaning of it is something that can only come later. In doing so, they correspond to the spouses of the night murmurings. So when you're in bed, the spouse is conversing and the first part of the night before they sleep. So they converse this intimacy, these mysteries. So when the time period of the third part of the night comes, and this is the time which we are in, and we are in this time until the rising of dawn and the dawn rising of the day of arising and resurrection and the day of calling forth resurrected and gathering, the true will shine radiantly in Tajali during the third part of this night. It is our time. He will provide knowings and mysteries and recognitions in the heart by his Tajali, what the letters of the reports cannot provide. So, and then the way, the way Ibn Arabi explains why uh, we are in a, another reason why we're in such a special position is that when a human being comes in front of us and starts saying, I'm a prophet, I'm a messenger, they have to have miracles for us to believe that person. And it's very difficult to believe that when he says, you know, when he says, hello, my name is Muhammad or my name is X and I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And by the way, I'm about to give you a revelation. God says this. Well, it's very difficult because you now God is talking. And so when you're next to the person, it's actually difficult to recognize that person, who that person is, if that person is a messenger. And so it is actually easier for us because we don't have to spend our energy saying, this person is a messenger. I've got to believe what he says. He's speaking from God. So we don't have to you know, struggle with that. We already know it's coming from God. Here's the Quran. We already know it's from God. And so we can read it and go into it without any of these difficulties. So that's one reason why we have such you know, uh, advanced mysteries in, before us. So now when our time comes, we find the books written on pages, black ink on clear paper, reports transmitted, and we're receptive to them from the very beginning. We cannot repel this receptivity from ourselves. We already know. And so if God is giving us success, we will know that the power of the light of faith has provided all of this to us. We find no wavering and we demand no sign or no miracle and no proof of the authenticity of what we're finding written down in the Quran or transmitted in the reports. And then we know with certainty the power of faith, which God provides us as pure grace from who. And then we are in this state 
ones of faith in the unseen. So we have faith in the unseen. The state which the companions had no step on the ladder in or foot in. So this is, of course, he has to say this very gently and, and, and quietly. It's very difficult to hear that. So there's a subtle point, and then we'll have Baki uh, read it. So the subtle point coming here, it says, who recognizes his self recognizes his Lord. You see, the matter concerning knowledge of the true comes by meaning, means of the universe knowing his self. This is a match with his word. We shall show him them our signs in the far horizons and in their own selves. He cites two configurations, a configuration of the image of the universe in the far horizons and a configuration of his spirit in his word and in their own selves. Therefore, you are a human being, single, possessing two configurations. So consider, my friend, how delicate and graceful is messenger of God to his mother community and how beautiful is what he teaches them or us and how smoothly he makes a path for us. How gracious is the teacher, the path maker. May God make me among the ones who walk along his bending way until I catch up and reach him. Amen. By his tremendous majesty. So, Baki the Ilahi, please. that just just so beautifully shocking so so recognize my friend and boy he just is talking to you he's talking to me you're a lighting place vis-a-vis -vis this human being based image of which muhammad sallallahu is her spirit and her articulate soul are you one of her faculties or a sight for her faculties and of the faculties which one are you are you her sight or her hearing or her smelling or her grasping or her tasting. And yes, I have by God taught you which faculty of this image I am. All praise belongs to God for this. So he says, I've already told you who I am, what my sense is. 
And do not presume, my friend, that my being singled out based on this image with something that corresponds to the sensory faculty in the human being, actually in the animal, the so animals have these five senses, that, is, that this is a deficiency in me, a place lower than the spirit-based faculty. So the senses-based are the five ones that we know typically, and the spirit-based or the other ones are memory, imagination, uh, fantasy, uh, in reflection, things like that. No, do not so presume. In fact, she is the fullest of faculties. These five physical senses are the fullest of faculties because she has the name the giver, Wahab. You see, she is the one who gives the gift for the spirit-based faculty to function and operate. So your senses give the material, the raw material for your imagination and your memory and all of that to work with. So memory needs to have a physical sense that it can then remember. So it, it provides all of these things. This is why God says about the one among his creature he loves. When I love my creature, I become his hearing by which he hears and his sight by which he sights. He sights the form which are sensory. He says nothing about the spirit-based faculties at all, such as intellect. He does not lower himself to the level of the spirit-based faculties. Kind of feel like this is an opposite. Huh? You see their position of one of dependence on the senses. So if you want to imagine a unicorn, you have to have the physical sight of a horse and the physical sight of a single horn, and then you put them together in the imagination. But that's where they start. That's what's given to them. The true will never descend to the position of one depending on another. So the true will never descend into the spirit-based faculties that we have. We'll always go to the sense-based faculties we have. The senses are dependence on God, not depending on others. They're, so they're the first, the first place. He is, therefore, he descends to one who is dependent on him, and he shares with no one. He provides the senses independence. So the senses are actually the hulafa of, in the true dimension in the earth of this configuration based on God. So hulafa, khalifa is singular, and khalif means Min chalf, from behind whom. So the senses are the caliphs or the khalifas or the khulafas from behind whom God sees, from behind whom God tastes, from behind whom God grasps, from behind whom God walks on feet and all of that. So the senses are the khulafa. The senses are the one who are these vice regions of God. Okay, and so do you see who, how who characterizes itself as who, being hearing, sight, speaking, living, knowing, powering, desiring. All of these are adjectives having their effect in the sensory object, and human beings perceive by their senses these faculties established in them, and who does not describe itself as thinking with the intellect, nor reflecting, nor imagining, or none of these spirit-based faculties, only things that the senses have. Therefore, be alerted to what I'm calling your attention to, lest your dear heart be broken when I bring you down to the alighting place of the senses-based faculties, broken because the senses are mean and contemptible according to you, while the intellect is noble, or so you think. No, I am teaching you here that the high vantage point and nobility all of it is in the senses, and that you are unaware of your affair and your true measure. So if you know yourself, you know your Lord. It is just as your Lord knows you, 
and knows the universe by his knowing his own self and you are his image. So inevitably you will share with who in this knowing and you will know who based on your knowing of yourself. So now if you possess keen understanding, I have gestured to what the matter truly is. No, in fact, I have clearly explained this to you. And yes, I have taken on the burden for you concerning this, what they have attributed to me. So Ibn Arabi says, people accuse him of things and he has taken on that burden so that he can tell us directly who is the single spirit. So he can tell us these things directly. He has taken on this burden. You see, the ones who cannot see, the, they, they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't listen. These are the ones the true is not their hearing and not their seeing. And then he goes on to the long list of what's in this alighting place. Um, Aisha, could, can you recite those two verses for us? This is no less than a message to all the worlds, and you shall surely know it's tiding after a while. Okay, thank you. I think if we have, let's, let's, we need to listen to one of Farida's songs. So let's, if we could, we have a, a few minutes of that. Uh, let me go ahead and put this up. Share sound, yep, share this. All right, and then just a few signs if you if the sound is coming across all right. Um.
Okay, thank you. And thanks singers and, and reciters and poets. Uh, and Omar's back, I see. Welcome. I'm glad to see you're back safe. <laughs> okay. So the, the first question is early on, you talked about the shadow self. Um, is, does that have any relationship to auras, which people, which it is possible to, if your eyes are open to that? Right, right. Yeah, and that, that's, that's an example of that that it's there intelligibly, you know, there is this, this uh, aura, you don't always see it or other people don't always see it. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's what we're looking at. It's the way when the light blocking gets hit by the light, projected light, there's a glow that takes place, not just the, the, the shadow of the, the, the puppet, but also the glow surrounding it. So it's, it's depends on the, on the impact of that light projection onto the body will then create something, which some can see, some can't see. Okay. Um, if I understood it correctly, the sun in page 10 of the slides has the sun as female on the left and male on the right. Why is similarly the earth is male, page nine and female in page 10? Um, no, no, let's see, that's, I would have to pull it. Now, the, if there's an M, that the right before it, that noun is gendered that way. So universe and world is M, masculine. The sun is uh, feminine. There's only one place where the sun becomes masculine, but not here. So the sun is, uh, is feminine, and the earth is feminine, and the world is masculine, and the world and universe and cosmos masculine. But yeah, I'll, I'll, you, have to, you have to keep an eye on the noun, and then the M or the F is the, is the gender of that noun. Good and Omar gave us <clears throat> for um, for Farida uh, for her her songs. She's on SoundCloud, and so Omar has given us the link for that. Thank you. <clears throat> and Omar would like to ask the question out loud. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, Hamida. Th thank you, Shai. Very existential session today. Um, uh, when 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 the body configuration ceases to be and and. And so we go back to the river, the, 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 our entity goes back into the river. It is preserved, you said, from getting lost. The configuration is preserved because Allah creates a membrane. Can you say to preserve it? Can you say more about that? Does the Sheikh elaborate further on that, the creation of that membrane to preserve it from losing its integrity after the ending of the bodily form? Right. Right. So what, what's happening, uh, Ibn Arabi, is, uh, <clears throat> his own experience is that when he, he knew that he needed to have the meeting with his Lord and he should have it before he dies. So he said, so I died. And, uh, and then he said, and I died. And the moment I died, and then my conventional death also, I am in the surface of the earth. And as long as I'm in the surface of the earth, <clears throat> And I can't. I can go as far north, south, east, west, up and down, and still never leave the surface of the earth. That is allowing him, <clears throat> excuse me, to go to the vast earth. And so, what happens in the vast earth is always is preserved. So, the, what's what's happening is that each of us have have this uh, earth basis, and that earth basis is the place which blocks the light of the projection. And when we are conventionally alive, then 
people can see us because we're lit up with this projection. But when we are conventionally dead, that projection goes into the other projection screen of the membrane of the Barzakh. And so we are forever always being projected at whether we are walking around in conventional life or whether we are dead and buried in the surface of the earth. So we are always, uh, always being projected to and the projections that go into this membrane, they last forever and they never, and they never end. They can be modified so that that's where forgiveness comes in. I can take off the rough edges and, and take off the jagged parts and I can smooth them by myself giving the vicar of Allah forgive me, which creates an angel whose job is to work with that jagged edge and make it good. And so we and so whether we're alive running around or dead and buried, we're always the the place the projection is is going to and then on the last day all of our projections will be flattened out and we will all see that we are one body one spirit and perfect humanity and the light of muhammad and muhammad and then we'll then know that oh let's look at our projection now and the projections that we will see will be all the projections of what happened when Allah revealed to light of Muhammad, those projections are the projections that we have been building all of our lives and all of humanity's life. Okay, wonderful, thank you, thank you. Um, one more question, another one. Um, you said also like the Khalifa is not the intellect, it is the senses, the senses are the Khulafa, so Allah perceives through the senses but also he is aware of our intellect, but does not perceive through the intellect. Is that right? So, yeah, so yeah, he well, is aware of everything, so. Yeah, so this, this is what I'm looking at because, uh, uh, because there's certainly intellect as reflection. Reflection is a spirit-based thing. Allah has nothing to do with reflection uh, and thinking, mm. but intellect in the sense of the aqal al-awwal, that could be something different. So I'm still holding that right now because the first intellect is the constraint. And Allah does look through that constraint by looking through the eyes of the light of Muhammad Sallallahu And that's why by Allah's eye, meaning that I have become such that I, it is Allah's eye looking, I see 18,000 worlds come forth from me. So that's how the Nur Muhammad, I mean, the whole, the Allah, he's got it all there, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working, I'm working with this because I want to, there is, uh, Ibn Arabi is very clear that there isn't, there is an aql, which is a sense, which provides to the spirit based, but that's not the same as thinking. So, okay. so if Ibn Arabi is saying that I am the constraint of the aql, meaning that therefore his special relationship to his beloved Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's, and so he said, I've told you this before, but he's not gonna really, I don't know how explicit I'll be in the translation, but he said, I've told you this before, what my relationship is to the light of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thank you. Um, a statement to know ourself is to know the one. Yeah, so what, what Ibn Arabi is saying is that when you want to know your Lord, you find out, you first look at yourself. So you need, you need to look at the self that will tell you what the Lord is because the Lord knows the Lord by knowing yourself. 
So self-knowledge of the divine is to know, is to have that one has a creation. And so to know the creation is to know the Lord. And so from both perspectives, we want to know ourselves, to know our Lord. The Lord wants to know the Lord by means of ourselves. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, is water from which the bodies are formed like light from which the spirits are derived. Yes, so Ibrahim makes that that very very uh, clear when he talks about. So he's talking about that when the Earth is flattened and the light will disperse evenly throughout the entire surface of the Earth. And then at that moment, the next paragraph, he says, "I had a vision," and the vision is when he's in the water. And so, so he is very much for him the imagery of the light spreading over the surface of the Earth is the water as a river spreading over the surface of the earth. Yes. Can you say more about David and the lower self, please? The lower self is also very much involved with the senses, tasting, mm -hmm. smelling, touching, food, drink, sex, etc. Yeah, so this, the reason we, we have this verse here, uh, one of the signposts is the, is, there are a few ideas. One of them is, is Khalifa, that David, Dawood has made a, a Khalifa. And the other one is Hawan, don't rule by this, this lower self. So what happens with Ibn Arabi is that there is no partitioning of the self. There is the self. Now we can identify in ourselves uh, the lower part of it and the higher part of it, the true part of it and the, the other parts of it. But these are not, I'm saying word parts, but we, we have to rec recognize it's one soul. And therefore there is no killing the soul or killing the lower self. It's like, it's all one. So if you kill this part, everything else dies with it. If you take the Aleph out of a letter, the letter disappears. If you take the one out of a number, the number disappears. So therefore this lower self, true self, all of that is very much a way of speaking that is helpful for us. And, and it is shara, it is revelation terminology, but the haqiqa, the truth of the matter is there is just one self. And so it, it's up to us then to find out where, where, what, what, uh, you know, how do you say what part of self without saying the self is divided? So, so that's, that becomes a difficulty. Um, but these senses um, that Ibn Arabi is saying that we, that we, you know, Sufis and, and the rest and his contemporaries and his person who's asking the question think that senses are mean and contemptible and low and, 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 uh, and base and vile and all of those kinds of things. And Ibn Arabi says, you know, I don't want to break your heart, but that isn't the way it is. The senses are the most noble, the most beautiful, because they're the only ones that Huck will go into. And Huck will not go into your reflection or thinking or any of those other silly things. <laughs> if the purpose is to be absolutely embodied in the senses as the Halifa, what is the purpose of learning about ascension, the arc of ascent? Yeah, so this is the, the, the beauty here is that Ibn Arabi says that the mirage, the ascension of the Prophet was physical. And so it was a physical ascension. And so with his senses. So when he says, I saw these things, he says he saw them physically. So these are not the imaginal seeing, this is the physical. And he said, after that, he had many ascensions, which are virtual, like dream ascensions. And he says, we have 
many ascensions which are virtual and dreamlike but his that one ascension was physical and, the, and he said there are two ways you know that one is that uh that when that he felt alone and he says when you're in, when you are in a virtual world you never feel alone but when you're in a physical world you can't feel i'm i'm apart from others and so he heard the voice of abu Bakr. And then the second one is that we know it's physical because he was given uh, Sharia then, which is how the prayer, that prayer would be five times prayer and that's Sharia. So uh, you can't get um, Sharia and revelation, you can't get Sharia through this dream. You can only get it physically. And that's why we can dream and get revelation, but we can never get Sharia. Yeah. So there can be multiple projections of the same at different time periods as they last forever in the Barzak? That's it. I was exploring that in Vienna with what's called, I call it the 10 worlds. If you take a five-dimensional body and you project light into that five-dimensional body, it projects 10 volumes. So one projection goes into 10 volume screens. So it's like you're in a multiplex with one camera, one film projector. One film projector comes and 10 volumes are filled with the projection. And so that's why Ibn Abbas says there are seven worlds and, and there are 14 Kaabas. And there is in each of these worlds with these 14 Kaabas, there is one Ibn Abbas, there is me. So that's why you have the doppelganger, the feeling that you have a twin or a triplet or a quadruplet or a 10 triplet <laughs> that because, because you are right now being projected into at least 10 volumes. And when you go to the dream, you might go there, someone else might go there and say, I saw you in a dream and you were dressed in a blue jacket. And you'll say, I had the dream where I was dressed in a blue jacket. That could be world number eight and you met in world number eight. So that's how one projection to one carbon-based, earth-based reality or entity moves off into at least 10 volumes or worlds. Let's not wait for the earth to be flat. Let's realize <laughs> our true self, true being before that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the earth, when, it, when the time comes, the time will come. But yes, we can have the, uh, the, the resurrection, we can die before we die, all of these things. And Ibn Arabi was very much impatient for that. And he said, I want to see this now. So he said, I died. Um, and so he went into some kind of death. And he said, now I'm in the position where we all will be when we die, which we are grounded in Mother Earth, and we are flying around all of these other realms. <laughs> So when it was said, which Adam, it was part of the multiple rejections? Yes, well, so, and so this whole Adam, Eve, and then humanity, the earth flattening and all of these things, all of that is actually uh, circular. And so which of the thousand Adams are you talking about is the question that Idris poses to Ibn Arabi. So, you know, which of the thousand Adams are we talking about right now? And so, the uh, so Adam, there, there are worlds and all of them are revolving and orbiting. Uh, I'm still, you know, very much, very much exploring all of this because it gets you a little bit paranoid. Say, what are my other nine selves up to? And I have no idea. <laughs> so it is something to find out more about. So that's certainly on my list of things I need to ask Ibn Arabi to clarify. <laughs> Does love we project from the heart in prayer in healing for people, even from the senses? 
Yeah. So if it heals, it can heal organically or virtually. So, so uh, Jislam is the organic and Jasad is the virtual and both can be, but all, but even the virtual one has a sensory background. So if I say I saw, I, I, I saw light coming from me and going to someone else and someone was healing me with this warm light, it's still visual and it's still sight and it's still light that came from the senses, even though I might be experiencing it in the virtual realm. So that's why the senses, the senses are, are the most noble because they are the ones who are independent and they are the only ones that Allah will work through. And so they are the basis. So even in a virtual healing, if someone, if I have a dream and someone heals me in a dream, even that is based on the senses. Surely an experience of mirage in the imagination God bring into our imaginative faculty? Uh, um, yeah, no, well, so it, God's, well, when he loves his, his slave, he becomes the eye with which he sees and all of that, but not the imagination with which he imagines. But the imagination is built on these, these visuals and these sounds and these smells and these tastes and these touches. And so, uh, so what's, what, what is happening is that the imaginative, the, the imaginative faculty is taking from all of the, the data that the senses are giving. And so, um, and that taking of these data can be very, very powerful, even more powerful than the actual um, sense. In other words, in a nightmare, you can be more terrified than you've ever been in your own life, daily lifetime. And you can also have the most beautiful experience in a, in a dream, even greater than one that you've ever experienced. But the dream is still built up upon the data that the senses provide. And so, uh, so the building up the senses, what the senses provide. So when Allah wants to see someone, Allah sees through the one who he loves. And, and so that, that is the basis of then all the things that take place in the spirit-based faculty, such as reflection and thinking and fantasy and imagination and memory. In the same way, uh, so Allah won't go into memory in the sense that Allah doesn't go into memory, but goes into the senses. But you can, you can the memory that you have um, can be experienced as by the senses. So you relive it, you, mem you, you make it a member again. Um, and so when you make something a member again, you're going back to its, its senses and then going through the senses again. And so I can have a memory that take that of something that take place decades ago. Um, the, the memory is about the senses. And then when I go into them, I relive the senses. But I can see where you're coming from, and I think this is a Fusus question. So we'll have to continue to hold this to the side because I can hear what you. I can see where you're going with the idea of imaginative faculty here. So let's look at that later. Um, in order to create through us, doesn't Allah need to imagine through us first? So that see that that's why there is creation. There is there is a creation so that the who can can see the who itself or herself, the whoia herself. And to see the zat herself, there has to be something that comes out, which is 
palpable and visible and can smell and can touch and all of these things. And that is the mechanism for which the Zat knows herself. And so that, that both honors the, the physical and the senses and Mother Earth and our bodies. It honors that because this is the mode or the mechanism by which the Zat uh, reveals and comes to know herself. Would you clarify the statement about the followers of Jesus worshiping him through his images? Yeah, so the way Ibn Arabi describes it, he says, so when, when Mary sees Gabriel, Gabriel is the well-proportioned man, so beautiful, and he's taken on an image. So he's taken on an image. And then that, that beauty uh, causes her fluid to drop to the womb, which is the conception of her son, Isa salam. And so Ibn Arabi says, so therefore this image-making aspect is very powerful in that community. So that community puts up an image in the places where they worship, and that image induces, just the way it did in Mary, the experience of worship. And so that, that image induces the experience of worship, and they worship that way. And so the next community, Gabriel comes down this, to this, this community and says, worship God as if you see who? Worship as if you see who? So the as if you see says, take that image and put it inside yourself. So now we have an image inside ourselves in this community and we worship Allah as by seeing that image inside of ourselves. And Ibn Arabi says, so we, we two communities are really not that different. Their idol is on the outside and our idol is on the inside. <laughs> but both of them are images of the divine. Is it like the divine names? Until we do not manifest the names through our outward actions, the names do not become known? Yes, and so in three chapters from now, which may come up on a Friday, we'll be definitely moving into that because he's going to say that all of these entities that get reproduced or that, that, that come out or manifest are in repositories, are in treasure troves. And it's where we get the word magazine, machasin. So magazine, machasin, it's like a store, a, a, a lockbox, a storage for ammunition, all of these things. And he's saying all of them are in repositories and all of them are divine names. <laughs> so he's going to go. So Aisha has jumped three chapters ahead. All of them are divine names and all of them are repositories and they always stay in their repositories because if they were to go, so there's a, it's, it's the middle, there's the necessary being, there's this enabled being, which is us and the divine names, and then there is the impossible to be. So if, any, if what was inside the repository were to break out and no longer have a repository, it would be God. And therefore it will always will keep its a repository, it keep its lockbox. And so all of these lockboxes are there and he will then tell us that these are all divine names. So we'll look at that soon, inshallah. And I've got, I've got, I'll keep. The, I have the chat with saves, and then I can, I can send everyone the the, the slides when you when you like this. Okay. So before we go, um, I I'd like to deliver a message from Ali Rahman, who asked me to um, suggest this to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, also appreciative of what you share out of your heart and out of your expertise and out of your deep love um, with all of us. And so we wanted to make it easy if any of you feel to 
um, donate to a personally. Um, uh, Aisha is going to put the information in the in the chat. Here's uh, your snail mail address. And also, Aisha, if you could put his email address too, which would be his PayPal uh, address. Um, we just, it's, it's not required at all. It's, this is not coming from Shuwei asking to be paid anything, but just look at what value this, his ongoing class is to you. And it'll either one, a one time or periodically or weekly, whatever, um, but you could contribute directly to Shuwei and, and this work. Um, and so that would be uh, I'm I'm sure appreciated. Um, yeah. So there there it is. It's all um, in the chat. And there's also another question here. Um, but before I do that, does anyone have any questions about donating if you wish to, and knowing that you absolutely have to? It's, it's just uh, you know your heart what yeah. feels right. Yeah, it's the the way. But I'd be always the way I've seen it in my own life when something comes to me. Ibn Arabi says, when, when you get, when I, whenever anything comes to me, wealth or, or whatever, I look at it and Ibn Arabi says, find out which is the part which is for someone else. And, so, and I've, I've just felt very blessed by the, the people who have seen that in their own wealth, well, here's a part which is supposed to go for this, this cause. And then they bring that to that. So Alhamdulillah, thank you so much, Paul. Hamida, uh, so, um, yeah. if I may. Uh, starting next month, May, I would like to increase my monthly donation by 50%, starting May 1st. Wonderful. And I will program it into, oh. and I will program it myself into uh, that, that, uh, that company that does the payments. Right. right. Yeah, the payment. By 50% every month. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Alex. Yeah, Thank you. in fact, I'll read that question. It's so beautiful here. My mother has a repeated vision of what she calls a mesh surrounding earth into which souls go. Is the fabric you mentioned visible as such? Yeah, mesh, I've been using word membrane, actually mesh is much nicer, let's use mesh. Uh, the idea of the, that, so we are here and then surrounding us everywhere we are is this mesh, is this barza. And that's where our dreams, that's where we go in the dream and that's where we go after death. So we go there in dreams so that because in the Quran we read that when we dream, Allah takes the soul out. And then if the soul, if the person is to continue living, the soul is put back in. If the person is not to continue living, the soul stays out. And so if we go now, we go back to the surface, a two-dimensional surface. So if I'm on a two-dimensional surface, I can go north, south, east, and west as far as I want, never leave the surface. But up and down there is something, uh, there's also something around me. So I can, I can say that above me on this surface, there is a, another dimension and I can't feel that. So in the three dimensional surface, I can say there's one more direction I can go, which would get me out of this surface. So there's a, there's a direction that's not one of those six directions or three dimensions, which takes me out of this surface. And so, in a dream that I'm taking out there. And so there's, this is an ocean and this is an ocean and the two oceans never meet. So they, they meet, but they never cross. And so they never cross, which means you can't walk from this ocean to the next ocean. You can only flux from here to the next ocean. So you can be here and then suddenly you're here. And that's why when we're going, when we're dream, getting ready to dream, we think I'm going to be conscious 
and I stay conscious and conscious, and then boom, we fall asleep and we wake up the next morning. Oops, something happened. <laughs> and so that's because we can't go from here to there, but we can be here and then we can be here. So uh, in, in topological terms, that this three-dimensional surface has a membrane beyond which is another world. And then that beyond which other world is the Barzak world or the Mesh world. Um, and it's where our, we go when we dream and we go when we, when we die. And that's where the bridge that we're making in this life is being built. And when we die, we go, we see that bridge. And if we die before we die, we have a dream that we can say, oh, after I'm dead, this is what my bridge will look like. So that's, it's a beautiful image. She has, she's, has a clear, clear vision of what Ibn Arabi is talking about. Thank you. Uh, you have a question though. Yes, uh, aren't the oceans joined together in a single drop of water? Well, the, 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 the membrane is, is, is a division. Now, the, the, there are, are sub-membranes, which are you and me, and then there's the grand membrane, which is, and then there's the other grand membrane, which is there's who, and then there's everything else. So uh, these membranes, you know, they, they, they move throughout. Um, and some of them are intelligible, some of them are physical. The two ocean membrane, that's a, that's a physical one because that's a, that's a topological, a surface-based uh, description of what, what, is, what is there. And the other in, are intelligible. Um, so you can think that there must be a membrane between these two things. If there's oil and water, uh, they don't mix. There must be a membrane between them, even though you might not be able to see such a membrane. And then there are membranes between us, which we call our skin or our auras or our where we end. Um, but uh, but in a sense, we don't really end where we think we end, and that's the that's the idea that we are in this one rumpled sheet of life. <laughs> so very good, alhamdulillah. So thank you everyone for being here. Beautiful. I'm so happy to see everyone, and thanks for the thank singers so and the reciters you. and the poets and the and everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.